Starting. Welcome, everyone, to the Wrestle Review. My name is John Hastings. Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm Dylan Knott. Oh, my <laughs> word. A different co-host. Finally, the show's the only criticism you can have for the show, which is Dylan is holding me back, um, finally, uh, finally has come to fruition. Uh, we are joined by Dylan Knott, also known as Noted Wrestling Fan. And my let's watch rest. Let's basically do a wrestling podcast, but not record it. Most night, a lot of nights of the lockdown. Mike Lawrence, welcome to the program. How are you, Mike Lawrence? What's up, man? How's it going? It's very good. It's very good. It's very exciting. Dylan God is in the midst of having. Uh, he's actually having his penis. Um, he is actually having it uh, taken down a notch because it's actually affecting his pancreas and spine. Uh, it's a very rare procedure. It's only ever done uh, in Canada. By a guy uh, who's just on oxycotton, and Lanny Poffo, and Lanny Poffo, yeah, yeah, Lanny Poffo. <laughs> he, he had to have Lanny Poffo had to have it done so he would be allowed to play basketball again. Again, the, and this is a big theme of the program. Uh, Mike is a uh, he's a cum monkey, much like me, and he knows that one of my major obsessions is Lanny Poffo's morning routine, which involves a lot of running at a basketball court and then sitting in an infrared sauna and never using toilet paper. And sometimes I suck my own dick. I mean, it's the weirdest thing that Lonnie Poffo's life is defined by his brother just got him a bunch of jobs and he can S his own D. Like, do you understand how weird? <laughs> yeah. We're in we're we're both in Los Angeles stand-up comedy, and we can say Lanny Poffo is weirder than any employee of the comedy store, which is an inside reference, but a hundred percent accurate. I mean, it's a it's amazing that like it is that thing like if you were asked, would you rather have the talent and charisma of Randy or that one specific ability of Lanny? And you're like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's also which specific ability? The ability to make uh, a, a mid six figure uh, salary throughout my entire career and almost do nothing? Because that's the best talent ever. And I heard that, you know, and I don't know if this is true. It's wrestling, so most of it ain't. But I heard that, like, that came out of Randy's money. Yeah, I heard that too, and I heard that from you. So, I, and it makes sense. Like, it's, there's not like Eric Bischoff has many things, but that crazy isn't one of the. He's not gonna actually be like, all right, we'll just pay Lanny Poffo to be Wildcat Willie because um, I'm an insane eccentric billionaire. Like, he's actually gonna be like, no, we're gonna need something out of this. Um, and what they got was Randy took slightly less money. Um, so that his brother could get some money. Now, here's the question. Why are we talking about brothers, Mike Lawrence? Well, for the next couple of weeks here on the program, Mike Lawrence has picked a few people that he would like to hear on the program. And the first one we're doing this week, you can read the title of the episode, we are talking about possibly the most famous brother in wrestling not to fall from an arena in Kansas. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Rod McMahon. Rod McMahon, everybody! Yeah, well, yeah, so you, you gave me three picks, and I, I want to go a little into my process here. I, well, first yeah. off, I was like, who would Dylan not miss? <laughs> who would 
Yeah, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan sitting real pretty, being very happy he's not having to talk about another member of the McMahon family. I got to tell you that much. Yeah, and then uh, I was also like, you know, who's recently passed away? And mm-hmm. um, all three people that 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 we are talking about over the next couple of weeks are all dead now. So yeah. I mean, yes, and, you know, dead for different reasons. Rob McMahon lived a wholesome, good life, and then Vince McMahon injected a syringe full of air in between his toes because fuck you, Rod. You, like, I can't tell, and we'll get into actual Rod McMahon's life, which is very difficult, by the way, because I know what you're thinking. We basically just stalked a a recently deceased man from the South. Like, Rod McMahon is fascinating in that Vince McMahon, who uses everything he has at his disposal for his company, Never got Rod to be on television. Like, do you think, and this is can be pure speculation on your part, do you think that Vince actually tried to get Rod and Rod wouldn't do it? Or does Vince hate his brother? Well, apparently, you know, the big story is that he was going to be there for the funeral angle. So that's, uh, you know, another another thing Benoit cost us all. Uh, mm. <laughs> if anything, that's the worst thing Benoit cost us all, which is... <laughs> Uh, it is not, uh, but you have your opinion. I have mine, Michael. Don't, don't try and take over this program. Listen, <laughs> it's Monday and you're Jay Leno to my Johnny Carson, which is a reference. I don't even understand. Cause I was too young to watch that weird program. It, it feels more like, like you're Bobby Heenan and I'm Lord Alfred Hayes and the audience just wants gorilla. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and Dylan is very much the gorilla monsoon and that he is a gambling addict and he also always has $10,000 on his person. Um, <laughs> but again, let's, no, let's make sure his kid doesn't drive too much. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, again, it's the interesting thing of um, – it's, there's a couple of things we do know about Rod McMahon, which the points to them actually having somewhat of a closer uh, relationship, which is one of them, which is, so during the steroid scandal, um, uh, Vince McMahon is going to get arrested. He puts the company in uh, char in Linda's name. Uh, but of course, Vince being the wild master of misogyny that he is, is that he in no way was going to let Linda run the company uh, and that no one was going to run the company. You were going to go to jail and Vince McMahon was going to give you orders from his minimum security prison cell. But they, they were going to have Rod come in, and uh, Pat Patterson was going to help him out. And in no way do I believe this. This is Bruce Pritchard not wanting to acknowledge that Vince was actually going to have Jerry Jarrett or Bill Watts run the company for him, which is clearly what happened, and that he just invented that Rod was going to show up and do it. Like this is Rod is weirdly a giant pawn in the wrestling world game, in that like it will go through some of the information we know about him, and all of it is brought up like. He was maybe going to do this, but he never substantiated it. He was just a nice man working for a phone company. Like, it's so fucking weird and so fucking Vince McMahon. A steel company that he owned himself. And <laughs> and what's 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 fascinating about Rod McMahon, and, and I think what he's one of those, like, fun facts. Like, you hear about him and, you know, because in, in terms of, like, Citizen Kane, right? Like go ahead, go ahead. Where I don't know what re- I uh, what okay. What is the, go ahead? I'm not even going to try. But, and but, but, but you know, like like Vince is the Charles Foster Kane of wrestling, and there isn't that much that actually makes him human. And you know, the fact that when his when his brother passed away, I'd, not only that, like his mom is still alive. Both him and Rod's mom, Vicky, is like a hundred and one. Yeah, but but the fact that when Rod passed away, uh, I believe it was around a Monday night, Vince wasn't there. 
I, I don't even think I, I want to. There was a pay per view he wasn't at either, but he was grieving for like a week or so. And this is a guy that does not do that for what seems like anybody, you but know, it's because it's his brother. And Rod is the older brother. Rod's the older brother still, so that's something that points for Vince. But in the end, but they didn't grow up together. It doesn't matter if you're Vince McMahon and it's a thing where nothing can affect your life. You're again, this is again becoming another Vince McMahon episode, but anything about wrestling in the end is. Yeah. If you're Vince McMahon, the only you are unkillable, undestroyable. You can fuck a desk. You can just eat nothing. You don't know what a burrito is. You're a madman. The idea that your brother could be killed because your brother is half of the genetic material that makes you up. If that could happen then that means there is a potentiality that you have to acknowledge you could die and Vince McMahon cannot comprehend that he could die because if then he dies, who's sharding in Gerald Briscoe's face and making him throw up? Like, do you understand? Like, and I guarantee that that is the logic there. Also, have you seen Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon is going to die quite soon. Like, no, this is, yeah. I mean, it was another thing I wanted to talk about with this episode. Like, he's losing everything around him, you know, like, and he did, he did get the Peacock deal and all that, but like Patterson was probably the closest thing he had to family that he wasn't related to. Yeah. To a true friend. And then to lose an actual family member. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I fucking hope that, uh, that, that Vicky ask you, uh, outlives both her sons. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) She finally would have a reason why no one calls her on Mother's Day. Well, they're dead now. It, it makes me think of um, there was a uh, <laughs> there was a, a show called Feud, which me and uh, me and my wife watched, which we, we loved, um, and it was all about like the Betty Davis. Um, oh, I I meant to watch it. Joan, jo- uh, Joan Crawford. Yeah, yeah. So they have uh, a portrayal <laughs> of Olivia de Havilland. In this in this um, mini series, and the <laughs> real the real Olivia De Havilland um, wanted to sue for her portrayal, and she was a hundred and four. So they wanted, like she wanted to play herself in feud. No, 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 no. She she thought that she was being <laughs> defamed. Oh, why? Because of the way that she was portrayed, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it's, it was one of those very Hollywood lawsuits where they would specify it in the way that if you portray when the Vince McMahon movie comes out, he will sue because he's like, why is he being played by me? That's a defamation. Only I can play me because only I am the handsomest man in the world. Um, <laughs> only so, I only I have the most unnaturally natural body. <laughs> yeah, he, I'm the only man that looks like I've been in my 50s since I've been in my 20s. And now I look like I've been dead since I've been in my 60s. Um, I'm the only man who looks <laughs> Like the final boss of a video game after you beat his first two forms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does definitely have a. He is definitely Gandalf or um, Ganon after yeah. Gandorf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> deep reference there. All right, here is what we know about Rod McMahon. Uh, he was potentially going to be the head of the WWF in a puppet fashion if Vince went away for the steroid scandal, according to Bruce Pritchard, so I don't believe it. They had a different relationship with their father. Rod McMahon is the half-brother of Vince McMahon due to having a different father than Vince, um, due to having the same father, Vince McMahon Sr., but not the same mother. So Vince's mother, Vicky, is not Rod's mother. Is that ah. correct? Yes, but they have the same father, which is... Uh, His Vince mother McMahon. was a lot weaker than mine. Yeah, that's the problem with Rod. Yeah, 
Well Because <laughs> I fucking killed her. Um, the first marriage uh, saw uh, Rod develop a conflict with his dad leaving. Uh, Vince Jr. didn't grow up with his dad either, uh, but they grew closer to Vince McMahon going and working for his dad because his dad only understood work. So if you work for if you work for daddy, then that's fine. But if you don't work for daddy, then you're a bad, 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 bad boy. So basically what the difference is, is that uh, Rod was like, well, this my father seems like he's a piece of shit and didn't want to acknowledge or help raise me. So instead of seeking his approval, I'm just going to go live my life and have a steel company. I have two rotund, beautiful sons and have a lot of photos taken of me where I'm holding beers. And Vince McMahon was like, I know what I'll do. I'll go find my father. I'll become my father. I'll wear my father's skin as a suit. I'll fuck my wife and say, you're Vicky now. I'll fuck my mummy. I'm a mummy fucker. I'm Vince McMahon. And Rod was like, whatever you need to do, Vince, please stop calling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he grew up Vinny Lupton, you know, and this was, it was important for him to become Vince McMahon. I think Rod just didn't give a shit. And, and I think that, you know, Rod is a human in an inhuman world. Mm. And and I think that the, the most important thing to say about Rod McMahon is that, the less we know about him, the more powerful he is. Like if he had ended up on TV, it would have diminished him so much, but he really is this legend. And it's like, you can go on, you know, YouTube and stuff and find like different stories mentioning him, like Ryback is friends with him and stuff like that. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Ryback's podcast, by the way, do your everyone selves a favor in your, because Ryback's podcast answers the question, what if my uncle, who's fine, started a podcast? Like, not your favorite uncle, but your uncle, or you're like, Uncle Jim, good to see you. Um, that, that's Ryback's podcast. Also, Ryback, all of the information on Ryback's podcast is him referring to the conversation he and his guest had before the mics turned on, which is fantastic. We were talking before the mics came on about how you shit a blood. Is that true? And they're always like, wait, no, that's nothing to do with wrestling. Um, yeah, we were having an actual good show, but now we're not going to, and... For those of you wondering, by the way, Mike uh, is moving furniture during the podcast because with Dylan away, some the the other guest has to be the one making all of the distracting noises, and I have to steer the ship. So Mike's doing his diligence of moving yes. <laughs> Dylan, my diligence. No, um, but I also think that Rod, you're 100 right. Rod McMahon is kind of the Kaiser Sose of professional wrestling, in that he's whispered on the wind like a legend. Like if you if you don't you know say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and drink your milk. Rod McMahon's going to call you when he's got very boring stories about Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, but you know, fucking Air Force pilot, like he's in the Air Force. He marries a woman in Germany who he stays married to for over 50 years. Like Which he's the, he's the McMahon, I would say, loves his wife. I mean, Vince has also been with Linda for over 50 years. We just know he doesn't love her. Yeah. Um, they also grew up in very different households and I can relate to this in that I have a brother and we grew up in different houses. We have the same father, different houses, but we are very close in that you have that shared sort of relationship. It's also, he's my only brother. So it's that thing of like, you put on all of that sort of like, and it's, there's a big age difference, stuff like that. I do actually understand the dynamic that is at play here and that you kind of go like, yeah, he's my brother. It's a different circumstance than most people, but this is how it's going to kind of work out. And it's also that thing of, he's the one, and I bet you for it's going to be a weird dynamic for Vince and Rod when Rod was alive because we don't know if Rod ever reconciled with his father. So it's also very possible that for Rod, Vince was 
sort of the conduit to their dad. We don't really know what their dynamic is, but it is still very interesting that also Vince would respect Rod for not putting him on TV. Because bear in mind, like Vince had to be argued with to not put Triple H and Stephanie's actual wedding on pay-per-view. Like they had to have a full fight. <laughs> yeah. And none of that information has come out. And Rod is so like a beloved piece of information for wrestling fans that they would like they someone would go get that information and put it on a fucking pod. Like JR would have brought it up on a grilling JR when he was in the midst of just talking about barbecue sauce or making a weird reference to being lonely in Florida. By the way, JR's podcast is essentially a Tom Waits song if it was about pro wrestling because every episode starts with him just talking about how his day and it sounds bleak every fucking the amount he describes the size and what hoodie he wore you're just like JR are you all right buddy cuz i think you're you not know okay. he's a, you know he still makes two breakfasts and just like oh, eats one no. <laughs> oh he definitely that's for you jan oh <laughs> fuck <laughs> Oh, but, oh, that's fucking bleak. But with, with with Rod, like, I think what's really important is the fact that he never was on TV and the fact that he never asked for a job. You know, because you hear all these guys that you know they're mistreated by Vince, and 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 then you're like, you read the stories, like, yes, they were, uh, but they always come crawling back. But Rod never went there in the first place. Like, that's kind of amazing. And I, I think Vince truly respects that. Yeah, I think that he, I think it also is, it's probably also Vince, for Vince, it's it's one guy that never tried to use him. In that weird way of, yeah. the only thing you can feel bad for Vince McMahon is knowing that Vince McMahon is a very rich person. It's very hard for him to have friends that aren't, that in the back of his mind can't think maybe they're using me for something. And that's got to be fucking tough for him. Yeah, whoever that real Vince is, I think Rod's seen him more than most people. I think the real Vince is that weird, choked up old aunt we saw before The Undertaker retired. Like, the very confused, <laughs> like, daddy wants a juice box. Vince McMahon is who, is who he had. Like, and what's very interesting about the lore of Vince uh, McMahon's brother is that it's very much based off of, he. we almost had him for the funeral angle, and then something I didn't know until we were researching this is that Conrad Thompson, noted fan cuck, slash like man living his every life as a pro wrestling fantasy cap camp, tried to book him for a Starcast, which right there is crazy. And also, I guarantee that Starcast would have set records for selling because people would have flown from another country to meet Rod McMahon. And well, Rod- the, the the whole story is amazing that. It was the one where Undertaker and Kurt Angle were going to be there. Is that and the one that we were? That we were. Yes, at? yes, and in Vegas in 2019, the the one that was I was supposed to do the flare roast, and um, so Taker and Angle were originally on that card, and you know Vince pulled them, and so Conrad was going to book Eric Angle. Uh, he was going to book Brian Lee, the fake Undertaker, and. Rod McMahon. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what, and why did that not happen? I think that um, they just decided not to. I, I, I think Eric Engel has like actual like legal issues and stuff. Like there's like, I, I think he might be in prison. I'm not sure. <laughs> imagine, imagine how weird your family is. Is that when Kurt Angle isn't the disappointing brother, 
Because, like, let's be honest. I love Kurt Angle. There's no way that guy's fun. There's no way Kurt Angle's a fun hang. Like, you just be constantly looking at your at his neck being like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I imagine, like, like his mom is just him. Like, like I delivered two children with a broken freaking neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Janet Angle, and I practice the three eyes. Yeah. You know, you know, they're like money the first in my thing. account, money in my account. Kurt, put money in my account. You know, those children were born anally. She's like, pussy's too easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah take, <laughs> take him out, put him in the other one, and then I'll shoot him out. And they're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, Kurt, yeah, but it's also just like it's insane. Also, I would, I also have a feeling that Vince probably went and called his brother and was like, please don't do that, bro. And he was like, okay. Okay, yeah. it's also, also, it would like I would have loved to have met Rod McMahon. It would be like, have you ever met a guy who work who works high up in the steel industry? He's not going to have insights into wrestling. Like it would have been so off putting and weird. And also, I guarantee Bret Hart would have tried to fight him. Like he would have been like, I got a uh, time to send a message to your brother through you, Rod. <laughs> one for one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Rod, could you do me a favor and go up onto the 80th floor and wear this, uh, th- wear this harness? Uh, I don't think so, Brett. Okay, well, I tried. Oh my God, you yeah. can you at least admit that my family was better than yours, Vince? Yeah, he Brett's just trying to enact a blood feud by just killing Rod McMahon one for one, Vince, one for one. You be I beat you at WrestleMania. You took my brother retroactively. I take your brother one for one. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Also, by the way, to show how big creeps wrestling fans are, and this is said because we're doing a Rod McMahon episode, and I do apologize, it's all over the place, but in the end, he's literally just Vince McMahon's brother. The amount of discussion there was over the fact that he had two big giant sons was my favorite weird part of the wrestling world, in that the entire wrestling world, he died, and then everyone was like, yo, check out his kids. They seem happy. And then everyone was like, why, like, what's wrong with us? Like, it was such a weird moment to be in that <laughs> wrestling community where everyone looked at their hands and being like, well, we flew too close to the sun. We're all just commenting on the size of a guy's, of a CEO's brother's children. I think it was just weird to see McMahon children that should be on wrestling television. Oh, my God. What an amazingly great point I never even considered. <laughs> but they're actually the ones that should have been the rest. They would have been a great tag team in the 90s. They should have oh, yeah. been the natural disasters because they look like they can work. They look like big bump and heels. I'll tell you that much. But it's also, it's like, oh, that's that crazy shit that grandpa did. Uh, we're just going to go live our lives. Like, that's, I think, I think that, like, wrestling fans need to believe that wrestling's more important than it is. And here's just the side of the family that was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah, it's very fun. They're the, yeah, they're literally the side of family that would rather watch UFC, which I'm sure chapped Vince's ass. Because, yeah, Jess's real name was Roderick. So Rod is named after Jess McMahon. Mm-hmm. Like, these are very uncreative people, the McMahons. Because, like, like so Vince Sr. names his first kid after his dad and then his second kid after himself. Oh, yeah. It's also super goddamn Irishy. Also, it's so fucking crazy. He basically is like, you're named after my father. Goodbye. Wait, where are you going? He's like, oh, I don't stick around to watch the child be raised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such a he's such a fucking odd. It's so fucking odd, and it's also like clearly Vince because Vince and Rod apparently had a very friendly, close relationship. And now what I'm kind of thinking about it is, I think they were both using each other to feel like they were close to their dad. Um, Bruce Pritchard is the main source of information on this, so who the fuck knows? Um, 
Um, because, but, but yeah, basically Bruce is like, yeah, they have likes raw and they have a friendly relationship, but like they weren't like close, close. Cause they never like lived in the same house. They have two different mothers, two different lives. Rod has some balance and can feel emotion. Vince McMahon hates sneezing. I wonder if that's a genetic thing. What if it's also discovered Rod McMahon also hated sneezing because sneezing was like a thing that like Vince senior did right before he just yelled at his kids. Like he was like, gotta clear the nostril. Hachoo! You're a disappointment. I'm sure also there are times where Rod, like Rod might be like the only person is like, shut up Vinny. Like, you know, oh, he's the only one who can get away with still calling him Junior. Do you think that that's possible? Oh, that'd be amazing. Like, because because I just imagine, like, you know, like like we said, this, this guy was in the fucking Air Force. Like, that's pretty amazing. You know, and yeah, but I definitely Vince in his head. He's like, you were in the Air Force. I knew Sergeant Slaughter. Same thing. Yeah, I, no, I was gonna say Vince is like, you know, I was actually on trial. The, you work for the government. They yeah. tried to take me down. I've been left on Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, that I guarantee. Yeah, I just I want to know everything about Rod and Vince's relationship. Like, I yeah. don't care about the interworkings of the bit. Like, I wish instead of covering the stock calls, the wrestling journalists would just fucking do some fucking phone hacking and get me information about their dynamic and relationship. Um, speaking of dynamics and relationship, and I hate that I'm steering this fucking show. I want, I want you all to know, I, I like being in Mike's position where I can just bring the fun. Uh, but we are going to take a quick break and you get to hear Dylan's voice while Mike and I sit here. Dylan God, what's happening with you? Wow. I'm Dylan God. I'm a father now. He's broken and divorced. We both need money. Yeah, we for doctors and for prostitutes. Dylan, uh, formula and prostitutes. Yeah, and doctors. How good I was at sex, because that's how doctors <laughs> Yeah, work. with those prostitutes. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Five bucks gets you access to exclusive episodes. More than that, better things. But five bucks is the base, motherfuckers. Yeah. If you don't like that, rate, subscribe, and review. It helps us out, too. Five stars is the only thing that helps. Less than five stars makes us seem... Like, we're bad for some reason because the world is weird now. Also, if you have some... There's a lot of people that feel we're too political for arrest. Delicious. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. We're talking about Rod McMahon. In the break, I uh, I pulled a Rod Vince McMahon and full just prank called my half-brother by farting loudly into the receiver and then go, give my love to your mother. <laughs> Mike, how did you spend your break? I uh, spent my break trying to get my two fat sons into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just love how happy that, like, I mean, you, you're all wrestling fans. You've seen the photo. I just love how fat, how happy that family seems. And they seem so much happier than Vince and his kids. Like his, Vince and his, like Vince always seemed happy with his kids and his kids always seem very forced. Also, they're always wearing suits. It's just nice when it's just like, it's just a nice informal gathering with a, Couple of boys and their dad you have a nice light beer and just relax. Also, I, I, I think the moral is that uh, minor success in a legitimate business will make you happier than the most success in an illegitimate business. I mean, easy. We are both in we are both in comedy, so let's not go pulling on that thread too quickly. Or yeah, and we'll never be happy. Um, yeah. Um, well, I didn't need. I knew that, but I didn't need you to say it. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yes, Rod McMahon. And then Rod McMahon basically, yeah, just lived in Houston, worked in the steel industry, ne- like spoke to his brother of, eventually. What I want to get into is how the fuck did Ryback become friends 
with Vince Mc or with Vince McMahon's brother. It's so fucking weird. And clearly Ryback did it. Like clearly Ryback was like. So the story goes, they at but they met at a gold gym in Houston, and Ryback he, he went up to him and said, "Befriend me more." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, just, but, I, I just, I just, I know this is a scatter shot, but I just realized something that would be pretty amazing. Um, so Rod lived in Houston, right? Yes. And which uh, WrestleMania took place in Houston? X seven. Which is considered the greatest WrestleMania. So Rod, Vince, Rod McMahon takes credit for that. Vince McMahon can't live with himself. No, I was gonna say like, what if it was the only show that Rod went to, and Vince was like, "We got to pull out all the stops." <laughs> oh my god, that's the only time he's ever seen wrestling. And yeah, the only time he saw wrestling was the greatest WrestleMania, and it's like <laughs> he, you know, like it's, it's also like can you imagine like if you're Rod there, you're watching your your brother fight your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even fucking think about that. Yeah, you're literally sat there um watching Yeah, your family just have a fight. That's so fucking weird. I never even fucking thought of it that way cuz yeah. And he's in Houston and it's also like he's in Texas. So weird. I wonder if Bill Watts ever tried like Bill Watts or Carrie Von Air, or the Von Air family found out Rod was in Texas and they tried to kill him. <laughs> I mean, that just it's hard. It's hard to rip on a joke when I believe it's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's the, but that's the fun about this program is that you think that it's not fun to riff on that, but then if you really think about it, it's so fun that Bill Watts, I guarantee, would be like, "Should you hire a hitman, Bill?" And he's like, "I'll hire myself." Well, he, well, well, Bill Watts heard that Rod was the black sheep of the family, but then found out that was just a metaphor. Oh yeah, called. he was very angry. <laughs> In what? That bastard. Oh, he actually is a white sheep. Okay, All oh, right. like yeah, like like Bill Watts just started spontaneously crying because he met Vince McMahon. He's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't have met someone that has a mother that would do that. I can't, I can't. He's like shaking uncontrollably. Grizzly Smith is just like, it's okay, showing him some Kruger ants and some Nazi wallets. Yeah, um, I mean, how awful are you if Grizzly Smith's the one calming you down? <laughs> I mean, I never stop thinking about the fact that Jim Cornette just, just straight up doesn't acknowledge the fact that Grizzly Smith is the a Buck Zumoff style predator in wrestling, and yet he still just tells fun stories about how Grizzly Smith helped him out in riots. Like, it's this odd thing, and he's alluded where he's like, well, Jake has some stories. And I'm like, Jake's not the only one with stories, Jim. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ryback basically just said he was at a gold gym and befriended a man at a gym. So none of this is true. Ryback met, like, found out that that was Rod McMahon and was like, okay, I better fucking become friends with that guy because I'm a real creep weirdo. Yeah. And just, uh, <laughs> like, it's also, like, if you're not in wrestling, Ryback is, like, a great ambassador of everything you'd want to avoid about wrestling. Mm. You know, like if you had a liar, super <laughs> weird, just roided up. Like, but if you if you had any regrets, like you know, I just every once in a while he sees the money Vince has or or some kind of a claim, and he's like, eh, man, maybe I could have done that. I was the older brother, but then you meet Ryback, and you're like, no, I'm good. Let's yeah, go I'm make like, some fucking steel. Yeah, let's, let's go. Fuck let's go install some flooring. Yeah, let's, let's melt metal down and shape it to my will. Because here's what's also crazy, if you think about it, is both brothers went into industries where they bend things to their will. Yeah. But, but Rod did the smarter thing of, 
he did it to the thing that doesn't talk back, which, if anything, is a big boon to his life. Yeah, I feel I feel like Rod and Vince both jerked off to Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, but <laughs> very different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would like I would love if they it just turned out Rod McMahon was the Vince McMahon of Steel. Like he was just walking around, the, <laughs> was walking around the factory, sharding on people. He's not allowed to sneeze. He's you get re- fired. You're not allowed to work at any other steel mill for 90 days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he fired. Uh, he fired a steel worker for doing a Twitch channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's an independent contractor, but if you go and try and work at another a metal industry, he'll sue the shit out of you. Uh, at one point, at 90, 1998, he had this idea of just a big entrance for all the wor- the workers, where they would start at the very top of the steel mill and be bungee corded down to the bottom, and it killed one guy named also named Owen, and he was like, well. Should have seen, seen that coming. Like, it would be so fucking good. Yes, Steel used to be all territories, and then Rod McMahon joined, and he consolidated power in Texas only. I mean, it's so interesting that, like, you know, Vince is the ultimate anti-union guy, and I bet Rod worked within unions and stuff. I bet you Rod smashed a union. There is no way. <laughs> Rod strikes me as management. Like, look at that photo with his sons. That is a nice Texas house. There is no way Rod McMahon did not have like Rod McMahon was a union buster for sure. Also, like Texas is not known for its steel. I guarantee he worked in Texas because it's like there's no unions in Texas. Not like that goddamn Pennsylvania where there has to be rules and regulations. I think it was like specifically like metal flooring like he did. He did like installation of flooring and stuff. Yeah, that strikes me as one of those very weird industries where you're like, how do they make money doing that? And then you're like, well, think about it. Every floor needs metal in it. And you're like, oh, shit. He's like that guy for that town. Like in the fact that I, um, like a friend of a friend of the family, no one could figure out like where that guy's money came from. And then it was revealed. Have you ever worked in a restaurant, Mike? Uh, McDonald's. (laughs) So no. No. So you know those like spongy pads that everyone stands on so you don't get shin splints and that are like in dishwashing areas so you don't slip, those non-slick pads? I'll pretend to know him, yeah. He was the one guy in Toronto that had that. Like he was like every city has like the one guy who spent the money to have those things and like the network to distribute and clean them. That was his company. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that guy is a multimillionaire. Because that's just like every restaurant needs it. Every town has a restaurant. Fuck yeah. Uh, and I guarantee that's Rod, Rod McMahon of Steel, and that he's not working with the union. He will under fucking cut you. <laughs> he's definitely like he definitely has a hatred for the Jesse the Body Ventura of Steel, <laughs> hilariously known as Jesse the Mind. Anyway, yeah. Uh, also just calls him McMahon. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh yeah, that's right. McMahon. I'm not gonna put it in these floors, McMahon. <laughs> uh, Ryback. Um, it's so weird, by the way. For those of you who don't know, Ryback has started a nutritional company, and if you haven't seen the advertisement for it, he spears a fat lady into a pool, and then she comes out thin in one of the... It's something that literally set not only the women's movement, but civil rights back 10 years. And... Um, Did you call him rights back? <laughs> he just... <laughs> Which is, yeah. he like you see you you see him like shell shock Susan B Anthony <laughs> out of the voting booth. <laughs> yeah, um, Ryback's trying to invent a, a time machine so we can go back and yell "Feed me more" at Martin Luther King Jr. during the "I Have a Dream" speech. Fight for less. Fight uh, for less. <laughs> yeah. 
know your place, Ryback. Um, <laughs> did, you, uh, did you see the, the feud with him and Mark Henry? I know almost nothing about Ryback's career because that was one of the many times where I had to take a break from the WWE because I was just like, absolutely not. No, but their their real life feud a couple weeks ago. Oh no, I didn't see this on the internet. I mean, it's going to be good because Mark Henry is Mark Henry is an actual tough guy, and Ryback is, I guarantee, not an actual tough guy. So that's a yeah, a, a movable object meeting a very stubborn, weird man. Well, basically, like Ryback's whole thing is that all titles are meaningless in wrestling because they just pick you to have it and everything. And you know, Mark Henry was very much the guy who was there a really long time and you know like, by the way spoken like a guy that did not get a title that's what the, like right yeah. back oh, yeah. yeah yeah of course you'd feel that way but you know it was did he but he had the greatest line like it was like going back and forth and um you know and it's getting like pretty heated it's all on twitter but like he says uh <laughs> he's like i dare you to fight me your punches would taste like candy who said that? Ryback said that to Mark Henry or Mark Henry? No, Mark Henry said that. Yeah, then I believe it. Like Mark Henry also definitely seems like the kind of guy that just wanted candy in that moment. Like, he was just like... <laughs> but he'll settle for biting your fist off. Absolutely. Also, yeah, you're not going to... You don't fight Mark You don't fight a man who was statistically one of the strongest people on the earth for more than one year. Like, he, for multiple years... He beat everyone in strongman competitions and was a wrestler and has the presence of mind that Vince McMahon was like... I don't want to pay you this giant contract, so you're going to be a sex fiend? And he's like, how much? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that thing of like, because so it ultimately does mean something to the wrestlers. Like, you do still have to work for it. Yeah, it's also, yeah. And let's not forget Mark Henry doing that very off-putting thing at the Hall of Fame where he just started screaming for Owen to be let in. But, of course, in the way that wrestlers always are, just blaming the family. Come on, Martha, let him be with his friends. And she's like, I would have rather he was with his family all these years and not in a box, Marcus. And then everyone was like, selfish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> boo, boo, she, boo. She, she doesn't care about the business. Yeah, she doesn't, this, she doesn't it, care about the thing that killed her husband. That's that's another thing that we have to like like mention. Rod McMahon owned his own business for years, but probably used the word business like much less, less in his life than Vince does in one day. <laughs> yeah, there's also like it's also weird that like by the way, if you look at all of the information, there's more information out there about Rod McMahon that comes from Ryback than it does come from his own family, which never stops being amazing. Like you know, yeah, because his own family is like Bill After, please get out of my trash can. <laughs> yeah, his own family is like Bill After, stop just calling people named rod you can just look up his number as rod mcmahon and he was like no i'll do it my way thank you i'll do it my <laughs> way um and it's just yeah it's fucking bananas so apparently vince uh rod and vince both liked fitness which makes sense because they're both just again they're both running from something and that something is the memory that their father didn't love them but vince went donald trump style and rod mcmahon went just normal probably got some therapy and probably did a bit too much drinking at some point in his life <laughs> that's interesting that yeah, he's the one who got the therapy he's the one who just like was at peace with everything like yeah dads are shitty sometimes yeah no, but you gotta crush them no but what you gotta do is take you gotta wear their skin roddy um do you think that that's this is why Vince McMahon always hated rod uh rowdy roddy piper is he felt that roddy piper was stealing his brother's identity 
My brother would never wear a dress, Roderick. Um, oh, you know, don't worry about it, Vince. And my brother's not from Scotland. I, I still think that Roderick Toombs is the coolest name for a wrestler, and I don't know how we didn't get it. It's so much like obviously I'm a big Piper fan. He's one of the best ever, Roddy Piper, you know, legend. But Roderick Toombs is a cool ass fucking name. It's an amazing Cause, fucking name because it sounds like the best version of their current names, like Baron Corbin or Cameron Grimes, like Roderick Toombs. Well, it's because you do know why they have those names is because all of the names in the WWF you can chant. Oscar, Baron, Corbin. Like, they literally worked it all out because apparently it comes from when they were doing a, f- a face run with Edge. And for some reason, you can't chant, like, Edge. Edge, no one chants. They were like, let's go, Edge. They just never, like, the chants didn't work. And apparently mm-hmm. that really bugged Vince McMahon. So the, he's now made it so all of the names you have to be able to chant. Well, what about, like, The Fiend? The Fiend. Fiend, Fiend, Fiend. Yeah. Fiend. Or what about um, Michael McGillicuddy? I think they know exactly how far Michael McGillicuddy's going in the, in the country. <laughs> no one's going to chant his name. No, Former partner with Ryback. <laughs> Feed me more. Feed me more. They, they'll give him that sort of stuff. It's the same thing yeah, with yeah. like Braun Strowman. You can chant Strowman. And also that whole thing where they were just trying to always talk about his hands for a while. In the Get these movie. hands. I mean, again, it's sometimes you can really tell when creative had to come up with something, and sometimes they're like, I don't know, he's got hands, he shows them to people. Really? That's what you're going for? Yeah, first draft is the best draft. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, it's funny that, like, like Braun Strowman just looks like if you lump the two uh, Rod McMahon sons together into one person. (laughs) (laughs) I bet, how long do you think Vince thought... That was just his nephew. Also, do you? What do you think the the, the gift exchange is in the McMahon family? Are those, yeah. are those, are those big boys getting nice gifts from Vince? I'm thinking they're getting a lot of Vince. They think are from the gifts that are from their uncle, and their assistant, the Vince's assistant, has just signed some cards. That's what I think is going on. Yeah, like like for a few years it was personalized tights, and they're like, no, no, we're not doing this. It's, just, a, it's just tickets to NXT. What pick- I want to know is like, imagine. Imagine them like growing up at like like at a, at a Thanksgiving or something. Well, maybe maybe that was why Vince had Survivor Series. He didn't want to hang out yeah, with Robbie. I'm gonna say this. I'm like, when do you think that they're seeing each other doing actual family? Th- like, no, yeah, because no. I'm trying to imagine the kids' table that is those two kids and Stephanie and uh, oh, Shane. Such a fascinating insight, actually. Yeah, what would that be like? It would be very unruly. Very weird, too, because it's like, where do you live? Well, I live in Houston. Where do you live? I live inside wherever I want. Daddy says I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, so what do you... So who did you love? The person he told me to. How close do you think that the, the McMahon family Christmas is to Festivus? Like, I guarantee there's a certain point where one of them stands up and goes, I got a lot of problem with you people, and you're going to hear about it, and then you have to pin Vince. <laughs> I feel like they're like Christmas is like they have like a Vern Gagne pinata and stuff. Like they just have like different activities around the old dead promoters. Vince, gets, like, Vince also gets confused on which holiday is which. It's the middle yeah. of Christmas. He keeps asking when the trick or treaters are popping in. They're like, what the fuck? I, I don't um, think he knows holiday. I, I don't think he knows months. Like I think that's why he did 12 pay per views. He knows like, pay per views. Yeah, no, yeah. All right. Well, it's elimination chamber season. Yeah, it's time for fast lane. Um, oh, it's so fucking weird. So yeah, so, and Rodderman died. His heart exploded in his chest in his late seventies. Um, 
They wrote a beautiful obituary for him, which I'm going to read now because what the fuck else are we going to do? Our beloved husband, father and son, Roderick Rod James McMahon of Willis, Texas, passed away on January 20th, 2021. He was born in Long Island, New York on October 12th, 1943. Rod graduated from Havelock High School in North Carolina and received... Actually, that's interesting. So he was, he was also in North Carolina. So they were geographically close enough at that point that they could have known each other. Uh, and received a bachelor's degree from Memphis State University. He joined the Air Force, was stationed in Germany, met his future wife, Jasmine Gagian McMahon. They married in 1967. In 1987, they founded the North American Metals Company and went on to shut down a variety of Monpa organizations all over the world. Um, Roderick McMahon was noted for constantly being angry when someone would sneeze, driving around the country playing ACDC loudly, and hiring a man with Bell's palsy from Oklahoma just so he could berate. Uh, he also established a charitable foundation known as Trump University and was a uh, shell fund for the MAGA movement. His best friend, Roger Stone, often called him and they would just laugh and laugh and laugh about how they both liked going to prostitutes but wearing socks. Rod's passions included uh, family, friends, all things dogs, which really leads me to believe he didn't have a love in his life. And here's the really scary part. An enduring and fervent support of law enforcement. Uh-oh, Rod. Oh, that's in his obituary. Um, well, anyone dies in Texas, they have to say that. <laughs> I mean, do you, you think he also, like Vince did, the kennel in the cell to get him to pay attention? Oh, I, oh, my God. That'd be so funny if there's certain things he did when he was on the outs with Rod, and then they did it to attract it to him. Like, <laughs> Rod got very upset that Pepper was eaten, so they did the hell in the cell. Those are Rod's dogs. He hired Rod's dogs. That's so you, funny. You like you like you like dogs, Rod? We we have the junkyard dog. That's just yeah. the black guy you make dance. <laughs> I know you don't like their people, but you, you enjoy watching their rhythms. Also, this is the crazy thing. He is survived uh, by his mother, Vicky, which I also think is Vince's Vicky. Vince's yes, they're, they're the same mom. Yeah. So I don't think they are half brothers. I think they're full brothers somehow. Yeah. His wife of 53 years, Jamis, his son, Rome McMahon. And by the way, what are Rome's kids? Law and Blake. Oh, boy. His son, Troy, who had the children, Ty, Trace, and Tatum. Ugh. <laughs> Tatum McMahon. <laughs> Tatum McMahon. And his son, TJ. TJ is not married, of Montgomery, Texas. And then his brother, Vincent K. McMahon, and his wife, Linda, Shane, uh, and then this is all of uh, Vince's grandkids. Here's the fucked up thing. Doesn't mention his connection to the WWE once, and you know that pissed off Vince. Vince was upset that there was press that wasn't given towards his family. It's fucking insane. He's just the brother in Rod's narrative. Yeah. Do you understand? That's so crazy. And that, that is the official obituary of Rod McMahon. And in it, Vince, for the first time probably in 60 years, Vince McMahon is just the brother of a guy. Yeah, which is fitting because Rod is just the brother of Vince. Oh, it's fucking amazing. It's a it's a wonderful, amazing, interesting story. I'm utterly shocked we've been able to talk to, for 45 minutes on a wrestling podcast about a guy who we don't know if he ever actually got in a wrestling ring. I would say he probably didn't, but I'm sure that he was asked to, like, come on, don't you want to be in the ring? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good over here. I would bet he never went to Connecticut that they had to meet in Florida. That's what my I posit that as a theory is that they you you cut you meet me in Florida. I'm not coming to you. Yeah. Um, what is the best thing about Rod McMahon, uh, Mike Lawrence, in your opinion? 
The best thing about Rod McMahon is that he was never in wrestling. The best thing about Rod McMahon is that with his obituary, he made Vince McMahon a cuck. In his obituary, (laughs) that's the best thing about him, is that in his obituary, Vince McMahon got what will hurt him the most of the last year, which was not everyone talking about how he's a profiteer of the pandemic, uh, not the fact that he fired people and then set record profits, but the fact that his brother died and his brother selfishly made made himself the center of him being dead and not pointing out that Vince also exists. And I know that that pissed off Vince McMahon. That's what he was actually grieving for a week? Yeah. He was, I'm yeah. human. He was trying to fucking track down the journalist and have a retraction published? You just see, he's like, he's knocking papers out of like, he's going to Houston, like 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 in that Bob Costas interview or whatever, just knocking people's papers out of the Yeah, he's making that weird, oh, woo, 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 face. <laughs> At Rod's widow, just like, oh, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Oh, what do you think about it? Um, what if what if the XFL was also his dream? What if like you know oh, there, there were the one same, time I had the exact same thought. Yeah. What they if, were like they were like watching football one time and Rod was like, yeah, you know, I like I just wish someone would change the rules. Yeah. And I'll do it for you. I'll do it. But then Rod, next time we see, we kiss on the lips, no tongue, like real. <laughs> Because again, you have to remember, Vince probably doesn't know what a brother is, like doesn't know what a brother does. So, like, would be like, we just kiss on the lips, right, Rod? Well, there's that story that 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 Pritchard talks what about. What story is this? Go ahead. Well, well, he he talks about like how the Brett and Owen um, angle that when they pitched it to Vince, Vince didn't get it because Vince said brothers don't fight. Oh. <gasps> Oh. He he didn't understand why family members would would squabble with each other. You know, one of the, like the best angles in, in WWF history. What and a fascinating he, insight that he wouldn't know that they would fight. Oh, I love it. Which is amazing because he's the Owen to Rod's Brett. Yeah, he's the little. <laughs> he's, the, he's the little shithead. He's yeah. the nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon fell out of the metaphorical uh, keel center and landed in the metaphorical ring of mediocrity and disrespect while Rod had a good company and probably had uh, just a nice life. Worst thing about Roderick K. McMahon, in your opinion, sir? He was never in the wrestling business. I'm going to say that he had to know Ryback in his last years. He had to, Ryback had his number. Ryback was sending, Ryback was texting him hashtags thinking it was Twitter. Ryback was calling him late at night, being like, "We do that team." <laughs> the worst thing about Rod McMahon was that he was in the Air Force, and you know his body count doesn't even come close to Vince's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rod McMahon <laughs> was in the actual army and killed less people than his brother is a wonderful point. Also, I guarantee the reason why the F five is called the F five is because Vince McMahon is like, "See, I'm in charge of an inter- infra- infantry division," and they're like, "That's a tornado, Vince," and he's like, "Same thing. It flies like my brother can't anymore." <laughs> You're grounded. You're grounded. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, oh my God. Uh, Mike, plug your pluggables. You have a wrestling podcast that competes with the Wrestler Review, although impossibly. What is that? Uh, it is called Wrestling Roast. Um, oh. So we just started back up. We are on, um, you know, we are with Conrad. Uh, we are also on all, all Things Comedy. It is me. Dan St. Germain, uh, Scott Chaplin, and Robert Karpolis, former WWE employee. You know the WWE creative Twitter handle? I do, yes. That's him. 
That's him. So that's the four of us. We roast different wrestlers and we talk about current stuff in wrestling. You know, it's fun things like uh, what was better, AEW, NXT, or a rerun of Demolition Man. Um, rerun, we, of Demo- rerun of Demolition Man. If you if you if you liked me talking with John about Rod McMahon, but also wish that I talked with three other people about Nia Jax's hole for ten minutes, well, that's the show for you. Okay, can you? I mean, this is going to be very dated by the time this comes out. Because can you explain to me what the fuck happened? She she, she kept yelling hole. Do they, is there an angle that they they have her putting people in holes? Like this is where wrestling is at this point, where I hear that and go. Someone's going to have to explain it to me because there's too many options for what it could be. What it is, is that... So she threw Lana through a table like 10 weeks in a row because that's what you get for your husband working for the other company. Sure, makes sense. Yep. And um, so they were having a tables match, uh, Lana and Naya. And Naya has Lana like prone on the apron. which, As they always say, the hardest part of the ring. And she does a leg drop, but Lana rolls out of the way. And so she does the leg drop on the apron and she's in pain and she's screaming. She goes, ow, my butt, my hole. And uh, that's, that's, that's what happened. And And, um, and welcome to the wrestling community. Everyone leaped on that. Like it was a goddamn bomb and went gentlemen. And what I brought up on, what I brought up on the other podcast was now a Samoan's head is considered the hardest part of their body. What a wonderful point. What a wonderful point. Go so ahead. I'm guessing the hole is the weakest mm. and the hole goes up against the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. And that's why it caused so much intense pain. It's a beautiful point. Also that poor woman, I guarantee is Vince McMahon is calling him, calling her himself and just going, is your hole okay now? Ha 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 ha. Wonderful stuff. Next week, right here on the Wrestle Review, we will be talking about Tony Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus, a.k.a. a man who actually had three matches? Survivor yes. Series, SummerSlam. We're working our way up from no matches to three matches. No matches to three matches. It's very exciting uh, for Mike Lawrence. I am John Hastings. Um, uh, support us everywhere you can. I'm on Twitch at the John Hastings Comedy most days starting around 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, check that out. Um, I love you. I love Mike. We will see you next week for another Dylan Gottless episode of The Wrestle Review. And eat it.